This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into the Junkyard Dogcast, everybody. I am producer Jordan. He's Rusty Manziel. And today is New Year's Eve, which means it's game day for the dogs. Uh, Rusty and I are going to get you guys primed for the game. But first, Rusty, how's it going? I'm here, man. What they say, you can't do it all day if you don't start early. Is that what they say? I think I think that's it. Oh, well, it's, I'm, listen, it is, I hate to say it, that is Coke Zero. But might be a little different after 6 p.m. But right now, I'm, I'm not where I used to be. So uh, I just had some posters on the junkyard. You know, they're posting pictures. I was like, guys. You better pace yourself if you're on yeah. you're gonna make it all day, man. It's a marathon, not a sprint, right? No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. In my younger days, I I probably get had a little eye black on right now and it, it gave it a good shot, but <laughs> that four o'clock hangover don't make it when it's a seven thirty kickoff. I know you're right. Uh well, Russ, we went ahead and we did our preview show a little earlier in the week here in Kip. A couple things we want to get to today, just to get you guys primed for the game, is uh some key matchups. I think that uh that George is looking at. First one I want to start with, Rusty. I think this is the one on everybody's mind. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson and, and even David Ojabo yes. versus uh, George's offensive tackles. Talk a little bit about that. And if you did, I mean, I'm obviously probably a lot of people watching game day. The story that did on Ojabo was incredible. You know, his journey to get to where he is, you know, basketball player. I see so many basketball players turn football players that – Turn out like this. Many people don't realize Lorenzo Carter. First time I ever met Lorenzo Carter, he came from a small single A private school as a basketball kid over to Norcross to play with Alvin Kamara and those guys. And the first time I ever saw Lorenzo Carter, he probably couldn't bench 150 pounds, but he had 25 sacks in his first year of high school football as a junior. And his best playing days were ahead of him. So, you know, a lot of comparisons of Jabu there, six foot five, 235 pounds. You look at Aiden Hutchinson. You know, these guys, they make it go for Michigan, and we'll dig deeper. But to play behind two guys like that that you know you got to turn the ball loose, it makes it so much easier on everyone, um, you know, so much easier on everyone to uh, 
to be able to know, look, all I got to cover is for three seconds and they're going to, somebody's going to get to this guy, you know, this quarterback and, you know, th- those matchups today. And I've been, I've been a little bit vocal about Jamari Salyer. This is someone I've known since ninth grade. I said on the last pod, mm-hmm. uh, Warren McClendon actually worked Warren McClendon out at an MVP camp when he was a freshman at, at Lowndes high school at Lowndes when he was a freshman over at, at Brunswick. And I'll tell you this, those two athletic guys now, uh, I think I think they're getting buried a little bit in the headlines, and I know the the, the DNA and the makeup of those two guys. Um, they're, they're not going to back down today from this from this matchup, but certainly on paper, those two Michigan defensive ends they make them go. And Aiden Hutchinson, you know, like you said, Jordan, he might potentially be the number one pick in the NFL draft. This tape will be invaluable uh, to Jamari Salyer. Absolutely, and, and Rusty, just to to dive a little bit deeper on them. Um, a guy that just really came to my mind uh, all week when I was thinking about how do they neutralize these Michigan pass rushers is a guy like John Fitzpatrick, you know, not as heralded as Brock Bowers or, or Darnell Washington. Um, but do you think that it's going to oh, yeah. be a lot of, a lot of John Fitzpatrick chip yeah, in there? Yeah. When you look at, you look at what Georgia does and you start talking about Fitzpatrick at six, six, and you look at Darnell Washington at six, six foot seven. I mean, those are extra bodies. You got to come around and, and do those types of things. So, you know, I think Georgia uh, is going to put some big bodies in there. They're going to chip on you. Look at Zamira White. This is a guy that's, you know, 210 pounds and he's rocked up. I mean, when he chips you, it's not a, he's not going to tap you. So I think those two Michigan defensive ends are going to get there. So I think they're going to make plays, but I just, at the end of the day, I really think that the, the, the narrative a little bit is going to be, Hey, we forgot about these kids were highly recruited as well. They had a lot of offers. And I think those two guys are going to play well. I may be completely wrong, but I think these two Georgia tackles are going to play well. And I think Broderick Jones is going to get some snaps as well. Uh, he started talking about a long uh, left tackle. I think he's going to get some snaps in this game too as well at left tackle. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's move on, Rusty. Uh, another interesting matchup that uh, that I was looking at today was Georgia's linebackers versus Michigan's uh, duo of running backs, Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum. Yep. Uh, now, Nakobe N- Dean was was first-team All-American. Quay Walker's been playing great. Talk a little bit about what Georgia's linebackers do uh, need to do to neutralize uh, that run game. Uh, you know, as I dig into this matchup a little bit more, the key to those guys and what Georgia does, especially someone like Jordan Davis, is eat up blocks and you allow those guys behind you to run free. Um, Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker, I mean, those guys, uh, Channing Tindall, sideline to sideline, elite speed, great tacklers, uh, instinctive players. So, you know, I think this is the NFL tape. You look at the, you look at every guy you mentioned, Corum, Haskins, Nicobe Dean, Tyndall, and Quay Walker. Those are all NFL guys. Regardless of where they go, those are Sunday players. So you're going to get a preview of, of what you're going to see down the line with these guys. I know NFL scouts are going to eat this tape up because it's, it's, this is best on best, big on big. And, you know, Corum is a 4-4 kid. I mean, he's legit laser 4-4 in high school. So you look at that and you say, can Georgia – contain those guys. That's what Michigan wants to do. Michigan averages 224 yards a game rushing. Georgia only gives up 82. Something's got to give. Now, you start looking at matchups and those types of things, but, you know, you Nicobe Dean, I don't think it gets a credit for the pass rushing ability. He blitzes. I mean, Georgia brings him a lot, especially on third downs. They'll bring him from all over the place, and he does a great job. So, 
can they get Michigan into those third downs where they're not, that's not their bread and butter, you know, third and seven, third and eight, they want to be third and three, third and two and pound you with those big guys. So I just, I think Georgia's uh, linebackers there. It all depends on can the defensive line control the line of scrimmage? Because if the Georgia defensive line can control the line of scrimmage, it's a bad matchup for Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Rusty, you know, we talked about a couple matchups. Is there a key matchup you're looking for uh, in this game? I think it's Georgia's wide receivers versus the Michigan secondary. Um, and, and, Here's, here's what I'm going to say. Be real careful how I say this because I don't want to, you know, people taking the wrong way. I don't think Michigan secondary is the best Georgia's faced. I think they've faced better. This is not a very overly athletic group. Now, Hill, their nickel star, uh, Daxon Hill, if he, I, I, everybody's assuming he's going to play now as the latest reports. I'm interested in him. You know, he hasn't been in Miami all week. The humidity there, you know, how can he adjust the four quarters of that? But he's their guy in the secondary. Make no mistakes. He is a very good football player. Now, saying that, can Georgia get on top of these guys? Because I think Georgia athletically, Ladd McConkey, Jermaine Burton, some guys with top-end speed, Brock Bowers, obviously causes issues. Can the Georgia offensive line protect long enough? Because if they protect long enough, I really like Georgia's wide receivers versus the Michigan corners. I think that's a matchup that people haven't talked about. Uh, I'm pretty familiar with a lot of these guys. One kid in particular is from Georgia, DJ Turner. He played high school at North Gwinnett until his senior year. Really good player, transferred to IMG. So, you know, top-end speed, sometimes that gets covered up because, like I said, Jordan, you only have to cover three seconds. You know what I mean? I'm going to show my age. You go back to 1992 Alabama, and everybody talked about their secondary well, all those guys got in the NFL and really were kind of not as great as they were in college. But those two defensive ends, Curry and Copeland, those were dudes in the NFL. So, you know, when you get back, can Georgia block those defensive ends long enough to kind of create some mess matches, I think, with the Georgia wide receivers versus that Michigan secondary? I think Georgia's going to hit one or two deep balls today, uh, tonight, that's, that's really going to be big, big chunk plays. Well, Rusty, we talked about we were going to keep this short and sweet. Let's go ahead and get to those uh, predictions for the game. You start with whoever you want because I know you got Jake. And- oh, I've got Jake and Kip. By the way, Kip sent me a picture uh, from the beach, and Kip started early. Um, I'll just say he's enjoyed it. Kip, <laughs> look, Kip's, Kip's definitely uh, – he's earned this trip. Uh, Kip's yeah, kind yeah. of our – Kip's trying to – he's kind of our home base guy. You know, he'll stay home, and he covers everything. We're out on the road and traveling, so this was Kip's turn to – Go get some, go get some sun on that, uh, that 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 base he needs. Get a little tan on, but uh, glad Kip's down there. Kip says he's got Georgia twenty-seven to seventeen, and Kip says he likes Jamari Salyer has played the game when it uh, all said and done. And I like that pick. We talked about it. Yeah. Listen, I'm not thinking Jamari Salyer's not going. He's not going to shut down Aiden Hutchinson. It's not happening because Aiden Hutchinson's an elite guy. But I think. He's going to play better than people are. Nobody's talking about Jamari Salyer. And I know this kid personally, and that that's not setting well with him. So we'll see how he does. But I like that pick as well from Kip. Jake has it. God, I mean, Jake, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start picking before Jake because this man has been stealing my points. Like, <laughs> he always does it to you. <laughs> I mean, he has stolen my, pick, my score three out of the last four games. Um, Jake has Georgia 20 to 13. And I do like this pick. He says Jalen Carter. He says Jalen yeah. Carter is going to be an issue for Michigan up front, run blocking. 
um, and able to to uh, get some penetration and negative plays. So uh, I I like that pick as well. I'll go. I'll go Georgia 24 to 14. I think, um, you know, maybe a, a fourth quarter touchdown puts this out. I think both both teams are going to be able to move it a little bit more. I, j- I just feel like that Georgia is going to get those chunk plays down the field um, against the Michigan secondary a little bit more than, than people are probably giving credit. Yeah. I've said Jermaine Burton. I just think this is a game. This is a young man I covered in his ninth grade year, too, out of uh, Eightville Charter before he moved to IMG. Then he moved to California, and then he came back. Um, but Jermaine Burton's a guy that I think um, there's going to be a lot of attention on Brock Bowers. And what I said last night on the junkyard was it really doesn't matter if there's a lot of attention on Brock Bowers because just because you know what's coming doesn't mean you can stop it. But – I think Michigan is going to have extra eyes there to to limit as much as they can that relationship because Stetson Bennett looks for Brock Bowers. He did in the SEC championship game more than he ever has. Uh, I just think that Jermaine Burton's a guy. I think George Pickens is going to get going to get more lathered up, as I would like to say in this game, get more plays in. And uh, you know, I just think Georgia twenty four to fourteen. Um, I think. For Michigan fans is going to be ripping me all day on Twitter. I think Michigan is is heading in the right. I think Michigan. You never want to say a team's back because that just jinxes the crap out of you. But I think Michigan is certainly heading in the right direction. I think they're going to be a team to be dealt with for a long time in the Big Ten and also the playoffs. Um, I just think it's time. And um, you know, kudos to Michigan for staying with Harbaugh. You know, yeah. because they could easily in this day and age, Jordan. You know, coaches don't get too long. This guy took a pay cut to stay. Players bought him. Says a lot about their program. Uh, Mike McDonald, uh, a guy that I know, I, I've known him since he was at Georgia. This guy and, and has done a tremendous job. There's another uh, staff member there that was at Georgia. Nobody's really writing about George Hilo. Uh, he was an off-the-field assistant at Georgia for a couple years, and uh, I believe he's the linebacker coach at Michigan. So there's a lot of connection there. I think Michigan's definitely heading in the right direction, but in my opinion, it takes a while to build a roster to be able to go four quarters and have the depth to play with something like Kirby Smart's in his fifth year uh, at Georgia. And I just think that at the end of the game, in the fourth quarter, what Georgia likes to do is smother you, suffocate you on defense. And I think it's going to be hard for Michigan to get those big plays uh, unless Georgia creates it, unless Georgia gives some turnovers. I just really like this matchup for Georgia. Agreed. Yeah. I, uh, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to throw in my pick since I've never gotten to do one of these. Um, I'm going to make Georgia yeah, fans on, very happy. My <laughs> final score prediction, Georgia 35, 17. I think Georgia runs away with it late. I think Michigan keeps it really close for three quarters. Yeah. And my player of the game is going to be Brock Bowers. I'm thinking two yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. He's a guy that Stetson Bennett likes. He's a guy that that any quarterback in Georgia likes, let's be honest. I mean, you start getting that quote-unquote security blanket. And the thing I like about Brock Bowers, if you go back and look, and this is what, listen, it is what it is. A quarterback knows not only can Brock Bowers catch, he's a yak guy, and he'll run through tackles. That Alabama, it kind of got lost in the shuffle. He ran slapped through three defenders. I'm talking basically ran over and through uh, three Alabama guys to uh, to score a touchdown in that second half. So this guy is a, is a, is a playmaker. 
Uh, and I think Kirby Smart's talked about him enough this week. I've seen a bunch of really cool stories on Brock Bowers. And, um, it, you know, it's just uh, he, he's a problem, man. And, and I know Georgia fans are excited. But, you know, if it was a different day and age, if Brock Bowers were coming out right now, he'd be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Zero hesitation. He would be a top 10 pick uh, in the NFL draft this year. Absolutely, yeah. He he reminds me of of George Kittle. Um, yeah, I like that comparison. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, that's that's all we got for you guys. Uh, like we said, we keep it short and sweet. Uh, me and Rusty are going to try and get back hey, in after the key, this. The key word is try. Okay, you guys got to remember it's New Year's Eve too. <laughs> New Year's Eve, and maybe my internet might not be working after eleven. I don't know. I've had problems with it before. We'll see. But if we do not. We will definitely come back on Saturday at some point uh, to kind of recap whatever happens. Um, yeah. So not, I, if Georgia blows them out, I, I still might have internet problems. If Georgia gets blown out, I still might have internet problems. So <laughs> the key word in that sentence, Jordan, is, is try. So we're going to uh, do our I'll, always, uh, always kind of in. I used to end our little before you took us over and done a great job this year, Jordan, by the way, you know, guys, I don't know how many people uh, kind of know Jordan behind the scenes, but. Uh, he has taken this podcast to levels that we never thought. I mean, Kip keeps up with the rankings on that. And, you know, as far as I know, we're the highest Georgia Bulldog podcast, you know, from yeah. the, all the, uh, you know, rankings in the entire market, which is incredible. But we owe a lot to that to you, Jordan. Appreciate all your help. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, and I know you're a Tennessee guy and I hurt for you yeah. last night because I know that was a, that was, that, a, that was a bad deal, man. That was a bad, bad deal. And you hate to see a game end like that. Tennessee played their tails off to, to have a call like that go against them. So would, I wouldn't be doing my job without mentioning that for you. I know. <laughs> so, uh, but um, I appreciate all your help this year, man, and everything that you've done for us. We look forward to the future. And happy New Year to everybody, uh, everybody here. Um, and I see all the comments. Um, Brian, you know, Brian Bivens always on here. Oh, yeah, he Chris is. Black, all those guys. Uh, Fred, I see you guys. Thomas, you know, appreciate all y'all uh, being here. Appreciate all the people that, uh, you know, reshare. I go back and look at the YouTubes and, you know, all the shares and stuff like that. So it's been really great. Um, y'all pray for Kip. He's trying to hang with Jake today. And Jake's, let me tell you something, this game day, <laughs> Jake, let me tell you something, Jake Rowe, game day. That man's getting after it. He is. He is. Hey. Mind, he'll be at the stadium at two o'clock, and he'll be sitting up, locked up, and ready to work. So, uh, my boys are down there getting after it. Uh, they've been texting a little bit during the show, so maybe they're catching it somewhere. Uh, the the scenes are showing right now. Are ridiculous how sunshiny it is, and yeah, uh, all those deals. So, but I want to tell you, you know, for all of us, for everybody here that checks in, I appreciate everybody. This podcast has blown up this year. Look for bigger things, but Jordan is definitely somebody behind the scenes that's taking this thing to the next level. Yeah, well, hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Like I said, we'll try to get to you guys after the game. Who knows? Uh, But for this edition of the Junkyard Dogcast, I'm producer Jordan. He's Rusty Mansell. You guys take it easy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.